having troubles with adulting, overwhelmed by what adults have on their plate. Stay tuned as Javier and Malvika bring you beginner guides to start solving some of those pesky adult problems. Hello everyone, welcome back to Radio Pals, the sound of NUS. So I'm Javier. And I'm Malvika. And welcome back to Hashtag Adulting. Yay! It's episode 6! Okay, so what are we going to be talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about marriage in Singapore. Ooh, spicy! Yeah. Oh my god, everyone wants to get married, right? I guess. I think so. I would assume that's the right passage after uni and getting a job and BTU. My first question to you is, by what age do you want to get married? Uh, um, possibly after 25, but before 30. Mm, that's a very big range. I think for yeah. me, it's around the same, maybe 27, 28. And hopefully, I will have a house by then before 30. My life goal is to have a house before 30, but being 25 this year, mm, even if I BTO now, I think I can't even get a house before 30. So maybe I should consider a resale flat. <laughs> Yeah, like we discussed in our first episode of housing. Yeah, I mean, housing is definitely an important part of a marriage, but you definitely have to get married in Singapore because buying BTO and resale, you require that marriage cert, you know. Mm. So do you think it's better to BTO first or get married first? Hmm, that's a very good question. I think that most people would take the formal option of like BTOing first. In Singapore, I mean, when I say that I want to BTO with you, it means that I want to get married to you, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, nobody's going to be like, I'm going to BTO with you, but I don't know whether I want to uh, have my next life with you. No one goes into a BTO thing <laughs> that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I would agree. I, I think BTO or, or getting a house and then getting married is... I would think is the right path to go. More because you have like a stable p- place to stay in once you're married. You know, you don't have to stay at someone else's place. And yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if you get married before you BTO, then when you BTO on average takes around four to five years, that means you're going to be married for four to five years before having your own place. Yeah. Imagine like that happening. Because especially I think most people do not want to stay in the in-laws considering most houses, most people stay in HDBs and condos, which may tend to be maybe a bit small if I would say so myself. Mm, for, for so many people, it's just not enough space. And I think uh, being a couple, you would prefer to have your own personal space or so. Yeah, definitely. So I think, yeah, I think, I think generally pop- the population would agree that they would like to BTO first and then get married. Um, but how? what is the process of getting married? Is that an age limit? Uh, there's definitely an age limit. You need to be at least 21 years old to get married. Um, but however, you can also be... Um, if you are below 21, you can also get married. But the consent of your parents or legal guardian is actually required. And if you are below 18, year, 18 years old, you need to apply for a special marriage license. Oh my god, it sounds so... <laughs> <laughs> like driving license and all the yeah. license. You know, we got special marriage license. And, you, and, and you need to attend a marriage preparation program, which is like a course on Ooh. getting married. 
let me put this out straight. I think that for most couples, I think it's good to attend marriage prep together. I mean, regardless of whether you are below 18 or not, because if you attend marriage prep, I think it helps you get ready for life after marriage. For example, putting how to allocate work between each other, how to communicate better, because I think these are better sort out before marriage rather than uh, going into the marriage without like planning ahead. For example, finances, how would y'all want to split your finances? I mean, because in, in, just in finance alone, there's so much different ways y'all can handle. Y'all can each have a joint, y'all can have a joint account and each pool make a certain percentage of your income into the joint account for your joint expenses. Or maybe you can agree on even, uh, even, even split despite y'all having different incomes. Or there's so many ways y'all can do about it. And I think it's something that it should be discussed. And going for this marriage prep courses, yes, it does give you the opportunity and provide a space for you to actually start get, uh, start getting start to talk about it. Because I understand that sometimes it may be awkward between couples to talk about it out of the blue. But if you are getting married, I mean, there are some topics that you have to bridge. And I think that this marriage preparation program, I mean, it helps a lot, I guess, to, for you to get started on these topics. Mm, yeah, I agree. But I think by law, it's only required for people that are below 18. Yeah, I mean, I think more people, more and more people are also taking out marriage prep programs. I mean, because it helps you to, I guess, last longer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what I'm talking about. But yeah, <laughs> so if you meet the age requirement, there are like, the next step of, of course is definitely to file a notice of marriage. It's not like you can walk into the, the registry of marriage and say, I won't get married today, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think filing a notice is, um, it can only be done online and you have to do it 21 days before the, the, the marriage itself. Yes. And I mean, some of the documents that you'll need, I mean, which I find more interesting uh, is that you need two witnesses above 21 years old. Yeah, I think that's the norm though, right? You always see two witnesses at all marriages. To be honest, I never knew that it was a requirement, you know. Oh, really? I always thought, right, you just have two happy people go get married, can really, you know. Oh, because haven't you seen the movies where the witnesses sign after the, the registration of marriage is done? No. Oh, okay, okay. No. Yeah, so you need two witnesses that are above 21 years old. I don't watch local movies. I know that in like other countries, uh, for, for me, uh, in Taiwan, that you, you you need two witnesses also. I think a minimum of two witnesses. And I mean, I see funny stories of like the bride and the groom getting the police officer in the next door police station to be the witness. Oh my God. That was the first time they met. I was like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I don't think I, I think you have to register the witnesses as well but I'm not sure but I, I, some things that I saw was that actually they don't really need to be physically that in Taiwan they can just pre-sign the marriage cert uh, beforehand so okay. I don't know about Singapore but because it seems like you they need to be present I think yeah they need to be physically present on the date of the ROM oh my god what happens if you don't have friends um parents Parents are also allowed. I mean, are witnesses usually parents? I actually have no idea about that. I mean, it can be anyone above the year, age of 21. You can grab anyone on the street. You could ask, uh, <laughs> anyone wants to be my... If they're willing, then sure, why not? 
Oh, okay. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. Okay, that was just a joke, by the Hacks way. Or oh. if you want to get married quickly. If um, you want to get married and you don't have any fun to be a witness. <laughs> that's also sad, you know. Um. Yeah. And then, so what What happens on the day of the ma- on the day of the registry? On the day of the registry, you need to bring along like your following instruction, your invitation to solemnize your marriage. And I mean, that's definitely a few documents that you need to do. And the most important part is you have to appear in person, okay? No Zoom meeting, okay, now. <laughs> I think there was a period of time where you could have the Zoom solemn- solemnization, right? Yeah, can you can you imagine? That's so awkward. I tell you, I'm never gonna... I mean, if I, I was about to get married that time, I would never go through with it, you know? Like, oh my god, solemnization on Zoom? It's so weird. Can you imagine them saying, uh, you are now pronounced husband yeah. and wife on Zoom? No, no, what happens if you are lagging? You know, like, 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 you're like, oh, hey, so <laughs> That's so awkward. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, I would totally not go through it. I would totally postpone it until I could do it physically. Yeah, but I think once you file a notice of marriage, you, you can only hold on to it for 12 months. And then from then you have to, I, I think you have to refile if you, if that time lapses. Oh, this is such a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, okay, moving on, right? I mean, on the solemnization of marriage. I mean, one interesting thing is you can have your cer- wedding ceremony at the registry of marriage or at the venue of your choosing. Yeah. And I think one thing that I would want for my mar- marriage is that I want to do it at RM. Oh really? Why not a venue? You know why or not? Because I want to save online everything. I don't want to go wedding dinner on this. Oh. Okay, I'm the new generation of like 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 uh, people who that do not want to spend on the wedding dinner because of how much it can cost. <laughs> but then, so you're just gonna have a ceremony with like you both and then two other witnesses and then that's it. What's wrong with you? You can do a live stream, okay? Now technology is so... But, but there's no one to, like, like be there physically with you. Wait, what kind of venue of your choosing are you thinking of? Um, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have a venue in mind, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't do it at the registry of marriage. Like, that's that's a bit... I, I, I feel like there's no emotion involved. Like, you just sign a paper and then you're done. Because from my own knowledge, I've been to wedding ceremonies for my friend before, and I think most of them do in a church. And... Yeah. But from my own opinion, I mean, you have to invite guests, then you have to prepare, like, snacks, you have to prepare stuff. It's a hassle. But it's... But there's so many people coming to, like, wish you well. Why do you need people to wish you well? It's a relationship between two people, you know? Two yeah, people. but it's at the start of a new journey. Like, I-, I would want, like, everyone, my family, my friends, everyone there. Like, I wouldn't want to just embark on that alone, you know? As a live streamer, I'll just live stream nothing, okay? And all donations are uh, appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, wedding <laughs> gifts? How are they going to bring you wedding gifts if you're getting that alone? Box, you know? I'll have a PO box for people to send. Nobody's going to do that if you don't invite them to the wedding. Zoom, zoom. i give you the zoom. <laughs> no. You'll be like on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know, my, I, got, I, I know a YouTuber who did he, uh, his, I mean, their wedding. They, have, they run a family channel in Singapore. Then they did their wedding on uh, YouTube Live. Uh-huh. Yeah, people watching it on YouTube Live. And then there was a donation link, like pain out link. Oh my god, donation for what? 
I, I mean, if you want to go with young bow, you know, like kind of things. Oh. You know, because usually when people go wedding, they will like try subsidize some costs by giving some wedding. Okay. 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 So, so for Chinese, right? Uh, usually they have two sessions. One is in the morning where they do the, you know, all your solemnization of marriage, basically all this stuff. Sometimes at a church, sometimes at other places. Uh, then at the dinner, there's all there's also another round of uh, you know, like the wedding banquet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So usually there will be two different groups of friends. So usually the wedding banquet will be your closer friends and your relatives, while the earlier one will be most of your friends. Okay. Yeah. So like when people attend, usually like based on what events you're invited to and the the place. The prestige of the place, then there will be a market rate for the ang pao, you know. <laughs> okay. So wedding gifts are not common, or you you guys don't give like um gifts for the house and gifts to the couple. You give like the the you give like cash vouchers and things like that. I think most people will give cash. Okay. And even then, it's only to cover the like a portion of the cost of their attendance. So like. For example, a wedding dinner at that place, the burning banquet costs like 2000 per table. Then they'll maybe give like 150, 180 to cover a bit of that cost. Or some generous people will give 200 or even higher. Okay. There's a market research into it, okay? <laughs> okay, that's interesting. And that is something I learned when I first went to weddings. And then because all the friends are like, oh, what's the market rate uh, for this place and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my God. That's what I was like, I'm like, I'm not gonna hold a wedding, okay? This is such a hassle. It's government a hassle for my guests. So I'll just do a live zoom. You want to donate how much also can. And I think that there's not really much of uh uh purpose in holding a wedding ceremony. Okay, this is coming from me, is because most wedding ceremony you end up losing twenty to thirty thousand dollars on average. And in Singapore at least, like you lose 20, 20 to 30k, then I think it is money that can be used for your down payment for your uh, house or even for your renovation. Like the start of your wedding is, I mean, the start of your marriage is definitely an expensive affair because getting a house and renovation, just a house alone, you need around 20,000 to 30,000 down payment, then renovation another 30,000, 50,000. That's almost a, a hundred thousand. Like, and if you still want to go into further debt on your wedding, and then I think personally, I would not agree from a financial standpoint and for those who know me i am extremely financially savvy so i make decisions based on like the finances so what about if if the person you're getting married to wants a celebration we can do a small one but not a big one okay interesting and that's why when i'm looking for a partner it was one of my requirements also Okay. I mean, for, for those who are with me during orientation camp, <laughs> you know, I even say that so during orientation camp because, you know, like uh, during orientation, there were sh- uh, people were asking about like uh, what kind of partner you want and stuff like that. I don't know why we were discussing about that, but basically, mm-hmm. nice. And then I was like, I put that clearly. Being financially literate is one of my requirements. <laughs> wow. It used to be being financially literate. Nowadays, it's like um, <laughs> um not being a spendthrift. <laughs> Mm. Because to me, I mean, it's just important. Like you understand the value of money, and like, I mean, yeah, and get where I'm coming from because I am very particular about these areas. 
and well, yeah good luck with that um i think i think most people want like a big celebration i i would think uh i think i think it depends so i mean for most people from the financial like literacy community they would not want a big celebration because of the expense like you're tiring yourself out for like three to four months to plan for the wedding like cause you need to go for wedding, all the testing and stuff like that things like wedding dress yeah and like food tasting what, you're not gonna invest in a wedding dress it, you think about it you put yourself in debt and you make yourself so tired is it really worth it for this one but, <laughs> I feel like that's one of the core memories of getting married though you I would more think photo, so. you can go more you can go for a better honeymoon there's so many things you can do yeah, no, but that's that's actually something that I've heard very often these days with people who have not like a just like a ROM marriage, but they'll do a small ceremony and then they'll spend big on the honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I prefer. And yeah, often. and I think that just emphasizes um, the shift to like having this thing for like a social. But like having like a ceremony just for like social standing and things like that, as opposed to um, like doing things just for the couple instead. Yeah, I, I think to me, like uh, wedding dinner is for you to show face and like uh, for, for just social standing purposes, which I do not find a use for it. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd rather do more productive stuff. And I mean, and if you think about it, that night, the two of you are going to be so tired. So, I mean, you put yourself through so much. Do you really get to enjoy the process? Honestly, no. That day is going to be a hassle for you also. You have memories, but it's just going to be memories of being tired, in my opinion. Okay. That's a very different take. Uh, quite interesting, though. I think it's a pretty common thing, but I think it's partially also caused how I'm influenced by the more... I mean, I'm influenced by the things that I read and I'm influenced by uh, being more like being by the people around me I guess mm, yeah although I do agree that it's a very unpopular opinion I mean how I mean how much would you would, would you be willing to spend a lot on your wedding probably not a lot but I, I think so for where I come from we have huge ceremonies like three four day long weddings and um and they're huge like every day you have a new ceremony with like a lot of guests and things like that and so weddings are essentially festivals and um i think it would be tough for me to say you know let me not have like let me just do an rom wedding like i don't think i would be able to uh, go through with that but um yeah definitely maybe cut down on the scale of the wedding and um possibly yeah spend more on on going on a good trip after the wedding i think those are some things that are definitely on my mind but def but not 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 to do an rom wedding like i wouldn't cut down on it all you know i wouldn't like just give up everything because it is like tradition and um yeah i'm just not willing to sacrifice on that I mean, COVID is a life blesser. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, COVID is a blessing to most of us. I mean, most of those who think the same way as you because I think a lot of people like took, took advantage of it and use it as a reason to push away. Mm, yeah. 
I've attended a lot of wedding. Uh, I've attended a lot of these live stream things on uh, during the COVID period, and um, I guess I guess for me, why I don't, why I would not do that is because although you, although it's nice to see you know family and friends getting married and stuff, you just don't get the feel of being there to celebrate with them, and I think I, I don't know. Ultimately, I feel like all of these people are well wishers and and. They they're there to celebrate this new journey, so I think I would like to have them there physically. But if you think about it, even for like wedding dinners, I don't know whether you host wedding dinners and stuff like that. Uh, but like wedding dinners, you only get to interact with the bride and groom for like one minute to two minutes during the wedding. So I mean, you're there for like, you're you're barely interacting with them too anyway. But on on live stream, you don't interact with them at all. At least you have the chat function. Oh, wait, what? The bride and groom are not gonna sit and read the chat comments over there. They aren't, but there are so many different guests you can talk to about. Oh my god! No. But even, even physically, you can go talk to these people. You can go talk to the other guests. You're restricted to the people on your table. You okay? Well, you can move around. Covid protocols. <laughs> this is only in terms of COVID, though. Like, otherwise, you can do whatever you want. Well, we're having a debate on this. Oh my god! <laughs> this topic is like so interesting. It is. It is. Um. But yeah, I think we covered most of the technicalities around getting married, right? Yes, we covered most of the technicalities, and I mean, we spent half the time debating on like whether we should have a wedding ceremony or not. Ultimately, <laughs> yeah. I think it's dependent on the individual. I mean, the couple whether. How they want to achieve it, I mean, as, yeah, because you you heard my viewpoint, you heard Malvi's cast uh viewpoint. It's very very different, and it's ultimately dependent on your choice. But yeah, save money, guys. Okay, <laughs> this is my last. Okay, done. Okay, yeah, but I think that about sums up this week's episode on marriage. So stay tuned next week for our next episode. Yeah, next week we are going to be concluding the entire series. So. Do listen to our last uh, episode next week, and as usual, if you have any comments, do drop uh inside our radio pals, uh, IG. Uh, you can DM us. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to Radio Pals, and thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.